Hey guys, welcome to A Simply Intentional Life. I'm your host, Rachel Olstead, a mama three life coach for high achieving women, moms, and entrepreneurs, and a lover of organization, intentional living, and simplicity. In our world today, I think we're all a little or a lot more overwhelmed, overcommitted, overstimulated than we want to be. And everywhere we look, there's just so much stuff. I deeply know and believe that less really is more. And this podcast is for those of you who deeply desire a more simplified, organized, meaningful, and intentional life. And for those of you who are desperately craving less mental, emotional, and physical clutter in every area of your home and life. On this podcast, we'll cover a variety of topics, including business, motherhood, health, relationships, decluttering, finances, faith, spirituality, mental health, home life, marriage, and honestly, everything in between, all with the purpose of helping you live with less, cut down on overwhelm and stress, and create more time, energy, and space to actually live your life on purpose, with intention, and true joy. I really do believe that life is messy, but that we are not hot mess moms. I also believe that life can be hard, but that the constant struggle is not required. I believe that we were meant to thrive and not just survive, and that is the heart behind the show. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's dive in. All right. Hi, everyone. Hi, Courtney. Hello. I am so excited to chat with you today, Rachel. I am as well. And just for full transparency for all of our listeners, we have decided to record this episode in the spirit that it will be going to both of our audiences on my newly rebranded podcast that you are listening to that at the time of recording does not have a name. (laughs) So we'll see. Formerly known as the Dream Builders Society podcast and for Courtney's people as well. So yeah, I think we'll just share a little bit about both of ourselves and we're going to be talking all about simplifying things in all of the ways today. So I don't know, Courtney, do you want to share a little bit about? (laughs) Of course. Okay. So a refresher for my audience, but nice to meet you for Rachel's audience. My name is Courtney. I am a business coach for moms and I help moms start and grow their business and turn their brilliant ideas into consistent income through a simple foundational framework process that I have created. So in such, I am all about keeping it simple. What is the least amount we can do in the most impactful way to make as much as we can? That is where my goal lies through working with my clients and through my own business. Yeah, that's so fun. I love that. And I've, as my listeners know too, and for your audience, it's fun to kind of look back on my own journey and see myself doing the exact same thing that you're doing now when I started my business and just to see like the pivots and and all of that is so fun. And Courtney, you're a mom of four. I am. So tell us like a little bit more about your your mom life side of things. Yes. So mom life, I'm mom of four. We have twins who are two. I have what will be a four-year-old when we're recording. He turns four in about two weeks. And then I have a five and a half year old. So I've been doing all the business building things since before they were even born and they've just come along for the ride. 
that. That's so fun. And on a mom life side over here, I we have kids similar ages. Which yeah, is so fun. We've got at the time of recording a nine month old, a two year old, and a five year old. Actually, today is our five year old's birthday, which oh, is so fun. fun. At the time of recording in March, so yeah, we've got three kiddos and. On a business front for me, again, as a refresher for my people and for your people too, I am a former business coach turned more general life coach turned now the work that I do. I've really kind of married this kind of like eclectic blend of like decluttering, home organization and life coaching, which I think just really all blends in so nicely together. And I'm all about yeah, just simplifying every aspect of our home, our schedules, our lives, and really just like cultivating a beautiful home spaces and life is really just provides us like the space and time and energy for the things that matter most, whatever that looks like in our lives. So that's a little bit about what I do, which is super fun. But yeah, simplifying. I think like, let's just dive in. Why? I think like, I don't know, for me, at least I've always been kind of obsessed with simplicity. And I think that (laughs) that comes naturally to me. But one of the things that I've like realized over the years is the older I get, the more simple I want things. And the more simple I crave things, especially since becoming a mom. And I see this, like, I see this shift in people, like, as they get older and older, especially when they're, like, in the thick of it with little kids like we have, right? Yeah. This, like, craving for simplicity. Would you feel, do you feel the same, Courtney? Or, like, how, what's your kind of, like, take on how you came to just love this idea of simplicity, not only in home, but like in just life in general. Yes. So I want to hear your answer to this too. But honestly, when you, when you were talking about that, it made me think of my reasoning for why I got into simplicity or even like minimalism with our house and with how many things we had really stems from childhood of my parents are the exact opposite. My parents came from nothing gained a lot of money. And so in such, they have a lot of stuff and things. And we go to their house and I look in their garage and the pantry and I'm like, mom, there's two of y'all here. Why do y'all have more stuff than our family of six? And I think it's again, we can go through all the psychological reasons why they have all the things. But I can remember it just always being a point of tension in our household growing up is the amount of stuff. Where is stuff getting lost and not being misplaced? Like there is a lot of emphasis put on things, a lot of value put on stuff. And so when I started having kids, I knew right off the bat, I don't want that for my family. I don't want to be more attached to the things in our home, do all the stuff we have versus the actual people. And I think once I had kids, especially with our first kid, you know, the toys, like, I don't even know where they come from. It's like they somehow just seep into your house and they take over and they're everywhere, literally ever, especially when they're babies and you have all the big, like the bouncers and the little cars and like the big things they need. And we had a fairly tiny home. And I was like, 
there's too much stuff here. And I felt like I was cleaning up all the time. I felt like I was just managing all the things in our home. And so very quickly on, I embarked on how simple can we make this? And I will say, even with having my twins, probably had the least amount of stuff than even with two. Granted, we had two of everything because, you know, twins. But it was still the least amount. I was like the bare minimum. Like we don't need a registry. We need some diapers and some clothes. That's it. They don't need toys. They don't need all these things. They don't need more mats. We don't need any of this stuff. Like it's just stuff. And then I think it was that has been such a tipping point for me as far as our home, our lifestyle. And then, I mean, you know how it is. You have a lot of kids. Things are naturally really busy. They're really chaotic, usually with a lot of littles. And that's to me where it is. I need a grounding place of how simple can I make this and still get the outcome that I need? I know for me that if I start feeling my house is always a mess, that is the first sign I need to go purge the playroom. Like that is a, such a clear sign. I actually, I did it this past weekend and I actually found, I had like a clear sonic face washer that I'd been missing for weeks. And I knew I was like, I saw those twins with it. What do they do with it? I don't know where it is. Yes. And I'm cleaning out a box in the playroom. And there it is, right? There it shows up. And so it just, I knew like there was too much stuff. They had taken it and it was gone. And so I think that is where for our life, I've come to a place of simplicity. And then with business, I have a little of a different story where I worked with a digital brand for almost seven years. And in those years, what I thought was simple was not. We were overcomplicating everything, all of the processes, our sales, our growth, everything was so complicated. And I honestly didn't realize it until I left and I stepped out and I was kind of evaluating what had happened while I was with the brand. And that is where I had come to terms of there is a much simpler way to do this. And I want to show other moms what that way is, that it does not have to be the complicated way I believe we may get complicated because we see these really high level brands, these very successful brands that can have it complicated because they have a team of 10, right? They have the millions flowing in. They have the audience that's huge. But when you're starting out, you really need the simplicity. The simplicity is where you grow and you learn and you build to layer on the complexities that come in business. But if you start with complexities, by the time you go any further, it just gets too much to handle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like nodding my head. Like people can't <laughs> see me, but like, I'm like nodding my head, like voraciously because I, yeah, couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And I definitely want to talk about the business side a little bit more because although like most of my clients Actually, a, a majority of my clients and the women that I work with are entrepreneurs, but, and I know obviously your audience is business owners or aspiring business owners, whatever. So I definitely want to talk about the business piece too, even just like in our own businesses, right? Yeah. Like what that's looked like in the pattern. But like, I just want to touch on something that you said of like, kind of where you came from with yes. like your childhood and kind of like how you started to really like recognize like which I view as like a value right of yeah. like simplicity is truly like a value I think and I had like 
I don't want to say an identical experience growing up, but my parents also, which I think is really common, came from like nothing and really lived with very minimal things for a very long time. Like my parents always talk about this story. Like when they were in college, like they were like in their late 20s, they both went to college late and in their apartment, they had like a ratty old couch and like an orange crate as like coffee table. And that's like all they had. So they never necessarily like prioritized things. They prioritized experiences, but they also had this like mentality, which is really fascinating for me to see like now as an adult, like with kids too, of um, growing up with parents, especially my mom's family like grew up in the depression era right like yeah. her parents were like quote-unquote like depression babies so it was like they didn't have a lot so it's almost like this hoarding mentality that it wasn't yeah. like we need more things we want to buy more things but it was like no we have to use all of the things that we have and never like let them go because it's like this scarcity mindset right yeah. that I think it was really pervasive like in that time and then obviously you know, again, we can explore like the psychological patterns yes. that were like passed <laughs> down. That would be like a whole separate topic, but it is like really ingrained into like our belief systems from yeah. generation to generation. And so like, I think for me, it was almost like watching my mom, like even take, not that we couldn't afford like more like aluminum foil, but like she would take it, reusing it, use it. And like, yep. <laughs> onto everything and still like to this day her pantry is like always stocked overflowing with things like just in case which is like yes. totally fine there's nothing wrong with that but for me I like I used to keep everything because I thought that like everything had sentimental value to me like I was very I have a very like big heart and like big soul and big feelings and so yeah. like I would save all the cards I would save all the things like anything that anyone ever gave me Yes. I would save it because I had like so much meaning to me. So I thought. And yep. like as I got older and older, kind of like you said, like having kids and really this started for me before we even had kids starting to realize that like when me and my husband were first like even dating and then engaged and married before kids, like we moved a lot as we were like yes. <laughs> apartment to apartment and I started realizing like every time we would pack every time we would like set up things to decorate I'm like oh my gosh this is just like such a chore like why do yeah. we have all of these things <laughs> yeah so when we first had our five-year-old which is like the similar timing to you guys I realized that we had a tiny house and looking back and like, could we have like stayed there? Could we have made that work? But like, I literally remember thinking our house is like enclosing in on us. Not it's all the stuff. Smaller, <laughs> but because like this stuff and I'm like, yeah, going on. We had a two bed, one bath house and like, it was so beautiful and quaint and it was such a cute house. And we're like, no, we need more. This idea that I think, especially in our culture in the States, and I think most like Westernized cultures, right, are yeah. like this, that it's like, we are told that we do need more and bigger and more spacious and this and that. And like, I love having space and we have a very large house now, but it's funny because it's like not very filled with stuff. It's yeah. Filled with space, which is so fun and such a difference. but. 
yeah, it was like that same kind of journey of like, okay, now we have all of this stuff and like all of this stuff in our garage. And I'm like, where did all of this stuff come from? And so slowly starting the process for me, like six years ago, probably six to seven years ago of like starting to unwind and unravel some of those stories that like all of these things are important. And these are the like these little cards or mementos or gifts, like they're all representative of my relationships and really starting to like unravel that everything's important. Nothing's important. And yes. like I can have my people and my relationships and my memories, but the stuff is just stuff. Right. Yeah. And so like the, I think a lot of people get started or like get kind of curious about like simplicity or whether you're a minimalist or I like to refer to myself as minimalish. Like, yes, <laughs> that's probably me too. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like, not saw my for... twin's closet. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, not a minimal. So funny. I love it. But like, yeah, it's balance and figuring out yeah. like what that looks like for you. But I think a lot of people get into this work and really like are inspired to simplify their life, like starting with their home. And so, like, I don't want to just talk about our home today, but I think it's like the it's like what I call and what your people can probably relate to, too, in business of like, what's the low hanging fruit? What, right? Like, what's the easiest, like, most simple, like, option to start with? And that's what we can see, right? Yeah. Like the things that we can see. And so it's almost like going to, and I used to talk about this a lot, like in business and even on the podcast about like simplifying our offers and our business and all of that. Sometimes that's like harder to do when we don't actually start with like the things that we can physically see. Yeah. And so decluttering our homes and like calling some of the stuff that like no longer serves a purpose or is really like bringing us true value in our lives, I think is like one of the first places to start. Yeah. And that almost has like a ripple effect into the other areas of life. Would you agree? Yes. Totally. Because I think for me, it started with our stuff, primarily the toys. I think it always just seems like it. Yeah. I feel like I'm always like getting rid of toys and then somehow not even buying more toys, but feeling like, how do we have so many toys? Yeah. Always the toys. And then I think it does, it moves to clothes. I cleaned out like our junk drawer the other day. I was like, I refuse to have a junk drawer that is like absolutely, you know, it's like batteries and little oh like outlet covers and pens yeah. and stuff like useful stuff we need but it was just getting and my husband's like it's supposed to be a junk drawer it's supposed to be messy it's like uh-uh not in my house <laughs> organized junk drawer but it was something we've been working on and I'd love to hear what you do as well is yesterday I brought my two older boys so five and almost four into the playroom with me because I I used to just kind of get rid of everything when they weren't home my oldest has one of the best memories ever. And so it started to be where he has sentimental attachment to things. And so it's a box of like monster trucks. I'm like, he has not played with these in months. But I know that if I get rid of them and then he goes to see one, right, he's going to be upset. So we were going through and what I actually did different this time, which I feel like works really well. I used to go through and say, okay, pick out the ones you want to give away. It was always an issue. It was always like they would muddle. I like this one. I like that one. So I flipped it and I said, pick your favorite 10. 
we'll keep 10. Which ones are your favorite? And then I would just show him the ones he didn't pick. Okay, so this one, we're good to go, right? Because he had his 10 in front of him to truly decide which ones does he value most? Which ones does he actually want to keep and play with versus which ones is he willing to let go of? And that was a much easier way to kind of get the concept in his head of, oh, I really like this one. So I want to keep this one. He was holding on more to what he wanted to keep versus what he was having to let go. And it made the process so much more enjoyable. We had no meltdowns. We all left on great terms. I felt like we made great progress, probably more progress than we've ever made cleaning out some of our stuff. So I'd love to hear, what do you do? Do you implement things with your kids? Do they take part? Yeah. Share us. I love that idea as well, because I think like, and I, I had even written down like a couple of just like notes and like points and stuff that I wanted to talk about today with you too. And like one of those would be like the struggles, I think that just like so many people, especially like women and moms have when it comes to simplifying in general, whether it's our homes, our kids stuff, like our own clothes, our businesses, our schedules, our whatever, right? Routines. And I think one of the big struggles that like you kind of already touched on, but like, well, we can dive into a little bit more and I can share kind of what we do too, is like this idea of like, it's almost like having to do it ourselves. Yeah, It's just like, oh, it's just another thing for mom to do. And I think that stops so many people. I've heard from so many clients, so many women, and even just like friends and family that it's like, it's just another task for me. So like, why would I add more to my to-do list when it's like maybe the kids or your husband or whoever like isn't on board or doesn't understand or value. And then it's like, okay, like all of that can be, we can like allow other people to have their say in things and to have their priorities and their values I think it's just like being really intentional. Like if this is really important to you, if having a simplified life and home and business and all the things is important to you, then I like to kind of think about the idea, like if there's a will, there's a way. And I think that way can be merging everyone's values together as a family and like giving Mm -hmm. them options and not just like, Like I've definitely been the mom and had the moments where I'm like, if you don't pick up these toys in five minutes, I'm donating them all. Right. And it's like that isn't like super effective either (laughs) because it's like we don't want our kids and our family and like even ourselves to be like afraid of our things or like having, you know, this like scarcity mentality of like, oh, we got a hoard or like it's going to be gone or you know what I mean we don't want to instill that and I think it's like we all have those like moments of just like pure okay like I'm done with this kind of thing but I love that idea of like bringing our kids into the mix too and I think it is a really what's the word I'm looking for it's it's contagious right because I think these little wins and it's like our kids get rid of some of their toys and then they realize that like oh, there's less to clean up. Maybe they're not like consciously aware of that, but it's like, it is contagious. It's like, oh, these toys that we actually love, we get to play with and mom's not yelling at us to clean it up. And I actually like, don't mind cleaning it up. And right. And then even like my husband kind of gets on board. He's like, oh my gosh, my doctor is like a mess again. And like, (laughs) he'll start going through it when he was very resistant to this for a very long time. And that's okay. 
But one thing, like talking about the toys that I really love doing, like my five-year-old is the same way as yours. Like she has big emotions and also has a lot of she's just like such a loving person and like has deep attachment to a lot of things yeah, and people and experiences. But like for little kids, like things are the only like toys really are the only yeah. thing that's theirs, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I get it. But one thing that I have done as well is similar to that idea of almost like the container method of like, okay, if it fits into this box, yeah keep it or if it fits in this bin you can keep it or I love the idea of like having a number of things because we've done that too like with stuffed animals yes Um, (laughs) those like for some reason just like accumulate yes (laughs) of like okay choose your favorite five and we'll keep that here and like we're having different areas of the house so it's not like you know seven thousand stuffed animals like in this one bin kind of thing but I think yeah Building trust is really huge, I think, just with our kids as well and like inviting them into that process. And so one thing that I've done aside from like the container, like the number kind of thing is once in a while, we'll actually like all kind of gather around and we'll like make a plan of like what we're going to do. We'll talk through it, even with our two-year-old who like doesn't quite get it, but she's just excited by like all the hype (laughs) of like making it kind of a fun experience and we'll actually talk about obviously it depends on like you know if you're listening to this and you have super little kids like you could just get to be the parent and decide but like if you have older kids like actually discussing what are your family values what are your priorities and kind of explaining to them too like why it's important and why it's helpful to kind of get rid of things that we don't actually want or that are broken or, you know, like all of the benefits of it so that it doesn't just feel like, oh, we're just taking this. And now, like you said, it's like, we're, it's not, we're not just taking it to take it, but to like add in the good stuff, right? Like more time and space. And I like to share about like with our oldest too, just the concept of uh, reusing as well and like passing yeah. things on and kind of paying it forward like we don't donate like the crap stuff and the broken stuff yeah. like, obviously we'll toss that and recycle it if we can but just the idea of like oh you know there's like some not to like make it a weird weird thing and like always act like other people don't have you know like yeah person <laughs> that like I growing up it's like oh eat your food there are starving kids in Africa it's like that has nothing to do with each other but like instilling that like oh there are things that like we maybe don't need that other families might benefit from or other kids might really love and so it's so fun now even at five years old like she understands and like will actually repeat she's like if everything's important, nothing's important. Yes. Some things. And like the other day she was playing donation store. Oh my goodness. And she was like, okay, what would you like to donate today to like, whatever it was. I love it. Actually really hilarious. (laughs) My mom was kind of like making fun of us. Like, (laughs) what are you, what are you instilling into these kids? But I'm like, I really think that they're starting to understand it and not like it's like something that is being taken away 
And it's really fun to see them actually playing with the things that are their favorites instead of like the 27 trucks, like you said, like actually playing with the 10 trucks. So that's a little bit kind of more I like to get into because I'm kind of an over explainer and analyzer. And that's like the life coach part of me. I'm like, <laughs> let's explain and dig into like why. Yeah. And so I think that is really valuable though. If your kids and even family members like can get on board with like the why behind it. I think that's huge, but it does have to start with us. Like we can't assume that they understand right away. Like we have yes. to clear on our why first. Yeah. And I know for me, something that I feel like was probably a struggle or a roadblock in the beginning, and I'm probably just now coming across it, especially again with the toys, is I was keeping toys I wanted them to play with. They would not touch them, but they were like, oh, these are so great. They're learning their shape and color mat, like all the toys that I wanted them to have. But in reality, they don't actually play with them. It's not actually their favorite toy. I feel like I had to be okay with letting that go and was saying they're going to play with what they like to play with. I want them to have that ability. I want them to know. And so I think that's something that I finally came to terms with that it's okay if they didn't play with something that I really hoped or wished or wanted them to play with. And if they have something else and that's what they like and to allow them to keep and to really make space for those things versus the things I just wanted to push onto them. Oh, that's so interesting. Like, I love that perspective because I think that can like, we can kind of take that and like, see how we might do that in like all areas of our lives too. It's like, even in our business or like, it's supposed to be like this, or this is how my clients should act, or this is how my audience should respond to like having all of these like, quote unquote, like rule books, right. For like what other people in our lives and home, right. Should be doing or should want to do. And just like to allow people to be who they are and want what they want and have obviously within reason, right. Like being the parents still like in this case, but yeah. That is really fascinating how we like have the, these ideas in our mind. And like, if it doesn't go according to plan, then it's like, there is some release in that too. But even just like the idea of simplifying, I think is like such a, it's a kind of joke sometimes that it's almost like, it's almost has this like drug-like effect in like <laughs> in a productive way. Like it, yes. it's really addicting because it's a dopamine hit, right? Yeah. When like we truly like are getting rid of things and making space, like it creates so much more desire for more space, right? Like the more we get rid of, the more we simplify. And even just like starting to learn to say no, like to things in our schedule or like different commitments or activities. Like I recently just had to say no to to a another like collaborative book opportunity that like came my way and this is just like a side note like personal and business but it kind of goes into really like all of what we're talking about because I realized I'm like just because it comes my way just because I love writing just because I want to have my own book one day doesn't mean that I have to say yes to everything like along the way And it was so funny even thinking about like my thought process. And I'm like, oh, this is like an amazing opportunity was presented to me. It's so aligned. 
But I also am in the middle of another collaborative book project, ironically called, the book is called Just Say No. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it is a collaborative project, like really sharing like our each author's like personal experience with setting like healthy boundaries in our lives, in our businesses, and like only saying yes when we really mean yes. And it was so interesting, like as I was kind of thinking about this too and setting those boundaries. And again, just like that, if it's like an energetic, like heck yes, versus a no, like I think that idea can be applied in like all of the areas of our life, like with the toys too. If it's not like a yes, I love this for sure, then let's let it go and release it and yeah I think going back to that idea that it's just like builds this momentum because it is a a dopamine hit in the best way like it's a productive addictive (laughs) activity yes one of the best things if you had to choose I definitely think simplicity is the way to go yeah absolutely so like what do you feel like I mean not that I want to like focus on the struggles, but I think it's like, there are so many people that still say they want a simpler life or like when you even like talk to your clients and like, you know, when you're coaching and digging into their businesses and, you know, on my side of things, like doing the same, like, I think like all people really want is a feeling, right? At the end of the day, like they want to, yeah, they want to make more money. Yeah, they want to have a business. Yeah, they want to have clients. Yeah, they want to have whatever. But I think at the end of the day, all that we're actually like chasing is some sort of feeling that we think we'll have when we have those things. And so, but a lot of times I think people want it to feel simple. Like they're just like craving, like, I just want this to feel, well, I think a lot of people say they want it to feel easier. Right. Yes. But I think at the core, it's like simpler. And so like, what do you feel like maybe even in your experience and for like your audience, your clients too, like, what are some of the other like struggles, maybe or like obstacles, if you will, that stand in the way because yeah I think a lot of people want a simpler life in business but it's like why don't they have it and I think that's super fascinating to to look at and to just kind of share maybe even just a little bit of our own experiences to kind of help remove those obstacles if at all yeah so I think that one of the biggest things that I've seen in home personal mom life, as well as business is always comparison. It's always this idea that if they have it, I need it too. And I think it's just so second nature at some point, right? I know I've even seen like another recently, I saw another twin mom who has younger twins and she only has three kids, but she got a wagon, like a new, like the, the, oh, what's it called? Wonderful the wonderful wagon. I was like, Oh, do I need that? We were just talking about like, we need a wagon to like go to food trucks and stuff. I was like, she has it and she has twins. I must need it. And I was like, no, I don't need that. <laughs> like that is not, we're not really in that stage. All four of my kids wouldn't even sit in that type of wagon anymore, but it's so, I think sometimes second nature for our brains to go there of 
If they have it, if they're doing it, I must need to too. I see this in business all the time. It's one of, in my opinion, the biggest downfalls of people who are in the early stages of their business is seeing what other people are doing and thinking, oh, if they're doing it and if they're successful, I need to be doing it too. So they're comparing themselves to the Jenna Kutchers, right? To the Kelly Roaches, to the people that, again, have had massive success doing what they're doing over a span of multiple years. But then I see moms that are just starting out thinking that they need to do all the things, that they need the complicated sales funnels, they need the webinars, they need to be building the massive websites. When in reality, they don't even have the foundational pieces that your business actually needs to be successful. They don't have an ideal client clearly mapped out. They don't have an offer that is proven to be impactful and powerful and transformational. Or they're building multiple offers without having a reason behind it, right? But there's no rhyme or reason. They just see that's what everyone else does. Don't I need five different offers and courses? Don't I need to go evergreen? I'm like, no, your course is not selling. You do not need to go evergreen, right? That's not where we want to go. But I think it can be hard because a lot of times it seems more fun, right? We It's like FOMO. I think that would probably be the emotion behind it is we are all scared that we are missing out by not doing something, by not buying something, by not keeping up with the latest and the greatest. And if they have it, I must need it too. I'm missing out. And I think that is what drives so many of us to truly either buy more than we need, do more than we need to do to make things more complicated than they have to be. When in reality, I loved what you said of people want it to be easy. And I think in our minds, obviously simple is easy, which isn't always directly correlated sometimes, definitely. But in my opinion, what I found what makes something easy, right? We really, they're seeking clarity, right? Because if it's something's complicated, it feels confusing. It feels overwhelming. You can't see all the pieces. Really what they're actually desiring is clarity. Because once you can get clear, you can become confident. If you are confused, you will never be confident in what you are doing and what you're selling, the way you're selling, how you're creating results in your business. And so what they're really seeking is clarity. And one of the best ways to get clarity is to keep it simple, is to become the master, is to become the expert and to know on something small versus trying to cover everything and all the things that there possibly are out there to build a business around or to, again, on the home side, to fill our homes with. And so I think, yeah, that's where I think so many people get stuck And unfortunately, it does. It has some pretty, you know, significant impacts and downfalls that I see so many business owners and even moms who they just get caught up in it. And unfortunately, I feel like it's not something that we tend to until it's so overtaken that we're just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't clean my house one more day. I can't do this business and it not get the results I want. We're pushed so far to the edge and the breaking point that's kind of where the breeding ground for simplicity comes from. But if you can really keep it simple from the start, keep it simple from the get-go, you're going to serve yourself so much longer. Yeah. 
Yeah, all of that. Like, I couldn't agree more. I'm like jotting down like so many things that I want to like, <laughs> touch on for sure, because all of that is like pure gold. And it's so true. And I think all of us, regardless of who we are, where we are in life and motherhood and business and whatever, like gender, age, like all of the things, like I think all of do succumb to that comparison, right? I think yeah, like natural, I mean, it is a very kind of like survival of the fittest. Like it's very evolutionary, right? Yeah. They don't <laughs> think it serves us anymore. In like 2022, we don't need that to survive. But I think our like primal brains are still kind of designed to like not miss out. Because if we miss out, we're out of the tribe and then we like are dead. But our brains haven't like caught up to that, right? Yeah. Like our conscious thinking, our prefrontal cortex, if we like want to dig into the psychology behind it, which we won't today. But it is so interesting, like the FOMO piece, like you talked about, like, yeah, but it's so funny because I don't think anyone would ever like admit that. Right? Oh, never. Like <laughs> inside you're like, oh my gosh, should I be doing that too? Should I be doing that? Oh, they have a group like oh they have a course oh they're doing that oh they're blogging oh they're podcasting oh they're whatever then that's just in business like right you could look at all the things like in health like you know oh I have to have a protein shake oh everyone's doing keto oh I gotta buy all of these things now oh it's just like the next thing never really taking the time like you said to get clarity and that is so so foundational. And I love that you said that because that's like exactly, I know what you teach. It's what I teach. And it's so funny, like the thing that I started out with coaching my clients on, I had like a four-step process, clarity, confidence, systems, <laughs> strategies. And like, it's so fascinating that like the strategies, the marketing, the selling, like all of that came last because yes. that can't happen. Like if we don't have the foundation, if we don't know like what are, you know, especially at the early stages, like what our one offer is, who are we offering yeah. it to? What one platform are we on right away? Like what are like this simple things? Because, um, and that's still what I teach, like yeah. necessarily only, but that's like the exact process. It's almost like this idea that like I teach this process of like getting clarity, right? Like clarify, clear, like clearing the clutter, clearing the junk, right? Yeah. Creating organizational systems, cultivating a like beautiful space, home, whatever, like yeah. routines. But I think a lot of people want to go in their life, in their home, in business, straight to like the cultivating and like, yes grading kind of thing it's almost like yep. you can't decorate a house that's like filled with junk and also yeah. we don't know what we actually like we don't know what our style is we don't know what we we're just like going to like whatever hobby lobby or like anthropology or we're at target wherever you want to shop amazon <laughs> you're just going and like buying the things that other people are telling you are like pretty for their homes but then it's just like adding to the junk it's same in our businesses it's like um. people want the beautiful pretty website but like they don't have an offer yet or they don't have a solid offer and it's like yes you always <laughs> want to jump to like overcomplicate it to like make it seem like it's more like upgraded and cultivated and beautiful and fun but yeah. then we like skip all of the foundational stuff. And again, like if we don't have a solid foundation and clarity, like 
things just crumble. And I love that you said like just this idea of like feeling, getting so burnt out by all of it. It's almost like, and that reminded me of this idea that I think so many people get to the point in their life and especially in their businesses, I hear this all the time. It's just like this idea of like, I'm going to just burn it all down, right? Yes. Or like in our homes, it's like not to like make light of like actual house fires and like terrible situations like that. But like truly, I've talked to people before that they're like, I just have so much stuff. It's just so overwhelming. I just like just burn my house down and I just like don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, do we need to get to that point? Like, does it have to get to like rock bottom where we just like want to burn our business down or burn our house down because it's so overwhelming? And like, that's one of the struggles that I was like, as I was jotting them down, I love that you brought up the comparison and the FOMO. But I think one of the like biggest struggles that I see is just like living in constant overwhelm and like letting the overwhelmed by being overwhelmed. It's almost- yes. There's so many options, so many things, so much stuff or decisions or whatever in our business or homes that it's like, I don't even know where to start. And so I think that like getting into kind of like the psychological process, what I think happens a lot of times is that we go to this all or nothing thinking, right? And I'm sure you see this all the time where it's like, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many things, so many options. I mean, they're going to do nothing and just like sit in this overwhelm and just like stew and pity and myself and like just compare despair. Or I'm going to like hustle my way into believing that I can do all of this and I'm going to do like add more, do all the things, add more offers, more platforms. Oh, now I'm going to be on TikTok. Now I'm going to be on, I don't even know what came out last (laughs) year. Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nothing. All of them. There's a new one every year. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's, right? And it, But it's like hustling and doing more and like buying more, having more, adding more. I think oftentimes it's just like false sense of security because we're so overwhelmed. It's like, okay. again, that's the all part of the all or nothing. But really like getting clarity first on like what? actually matters what do I actually want what's actually important in like any area of our life I think like is really the crucial question that like if our listeners like take anything away from this episode I think like that would be the takeaway that I would want them to walk away with is just like I get to define like what simple means to me and like I get to define what's important to me And it is possible, right? Because like the idea of easy versus simple, I really don't think that like easy, I don't know. It's almost like this, like life is 50-50 all the time. Like (laughs) going to be half fun and half terrible, right? It's going to be happy and half sad. And like, I don't think that's a problem, but I think the overarching idea is that like, if it can be simple, we can like actually have the happy moments be happy and actually make space for the sad moments and for us to, you know, this is kind of going off on a separate tangent, but it's almost like when we don't allow ourselves to like keep things simple, it's like we don't even allow ourselves to like process our emotions or have the time, yeah. space and energy to like 
be sad or to enjoy our kids or our business or enjoy the money that we're making, whatever, when there's so much always. So I don't know. There's. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. And I think that is, that's very, like you said, if y'all take away anything, let it be that here's your full permission to let everything be simple that you do not have to keep up. You do not have to buy it just to buy. You do not have to feel like you're missing out, whether it is in your business, whether it's in your mom life, whatever it looks like that you get to allow it to be simple that you are, so to say the gatekeeper, right? How much stuff comes in to your business, how much stuff comes into your home and you get to choose what is of value, what is going to be of service to you, to your family, to your clients, what that looks like and everything else, you're allowed to let it go. You are allowed to really, you know, take it and let it go. Because just like you said, I know that's what I always say is, you know, your foundation is your actual foundation yeah. of your house. And like you said, the strategies are like the interior decorating, yeah. but there's nothing to decorate if you don't have the foundations, if you don't have just the bare basics as solid as can possibly be, because you can have the prettiest house in the world, but we're in Florida. So we get hurricanes, (laughs) the hurricane comes through all that pretty stuff's gone. It doesn't actually stand. The only thing that would be left standing in your house is going to be your foundation. And just as such, if you don't have a strong one, it's going to be gone too. And so it's the same. So with whether it's your business, whether it is with your home and what you value, like you said in the beginning, make sure that you are spending your time on what matters most to you, right? Not just all the stuff that we sometimes allow to creep into our lives. Yeah. So good. I love that. And I love that. It's just that idea, like you said, of like giving permission. Cause I think a lot of times, like, especially as women and moms, I think we are kind of I don't know, culturally programmed, if you will, to like need permission, right? Yes. It's like <laughs> generational, ancestral, even like, yeah. so I think it it is really helpful to like hear other stories of other people. And even just like us who are like two, like normal women, normal moms running businesses and to like really just live the life that we want to live and that we're able to do because of simplicity. And like, I guess the last note that I want to add on that idea is that like, I don't think simplicity and like simplifying things is meant to, at least I don't ever, and I'm sure you don't either like mean for it to be like another task, you know what I mean? And it's like, (laughs) we want this to just be an encouragement to like start small, start with like one area, literally, if that means like your sock drawer, or like you said, your junk drawer, or just like getting rid of like two shirts today, or like, you know, paring down, like maybe releasing one platform from your, whatever that is like starting small and just like seeing it just start to like infiltrate in the best way, like into the rest of the areas of your lives and businesses like that's the most important like this is not a checklist this is not a to-do list this is not a you know do in order to simplify this is really we both like I guess I'm just speaking for both of us like that like we want this to be a sustainable piece of all of your lives so that is 
yeah, that is what I would say is like truly start small and you'll see, you'll start seeing like the ripple effect. Yes. I love that. Rachel, I have loved talking with you today. Yes. Please tell all of my listeners, where can they find you and connect with you? Yeah. So I, I have kind of a, an in-person portion of my business, which isn't obviously available to everyone unless they live in like the North Dakota, Minnesota area. But I do offer online and virtual decluttering, home organization, and also life coaching different programs. The main two ways that I work with people are either like individual sessions if we're just doing like decluttering and organizing virtually. Or I also have a more kind of holistic life coaching program called Six Months to a Simplified Life, where we actually work on every single area of your life, business included, whatever that looks like your home too. And that's a little bit, again, of like the the more holistic approach. But yeah, I hang out mostly on Instagram at Rachel underscore Olstead and my website is currently under construction a little bit at the time of recording when this comes <laughs> out it hopefully won't be but it's just rachelolstead.com and I've got a free Facebook community as well called live simply to simply live and I think we'll both we'll both link all of our stuff up in the show notes for you guys too but yeah Courtney share share a little bit more about how you work with clients and where everyone can find you. Yeah. So if you are really feeling convicted about the foundations of your business, if you are feeling like, oh no, maybe it's too complicated. I'm super confused. I'm not creating the results I want and I'm not seeing consistent income or consistent growth in your business, then I would love to work with you. I have one program that is the Mama Made CEO Coaching, and it is a three-month coaching where we work hand-in-hand to go through the foundations of your business to ensure that they are as strong, as steady as possible, so that you can walk away with that clarity, the confidence, and the consistency you need and you want in your business. You can find me on Instagram, at Courtney Wolf Coaching. And you can also learn more about Mama Made CEO at CourtneyWolfCoaching.com. I love it. I'm so excited to have all of the listeners start simplifying, hopefully, in their lives. Yes. Businesses. <laughs> and yeah, just to, to kind of wrap up, I would love to know just for fun, like, do you have one simple little like simple routine or simple life hack or one like way that you love to simplify your life that you can share with everyone? Yes. Okay. So this is primary. I use it for personal, but mostly for business, but it is the website Asana is like the online task manager that also links to my phone. That is lifesaver. It keeps everything so simple. That way when I'm in carpool line and then I get an email for an interview, I can quickly check and it keeps it just so seamless so that I know that it connects with my Calendly. It connects with my Gmail calendar. And I have my online task manager that keeps everything in one place. It keeps me sane. I added all of my personal life commitments as well. And yeah, that is, I recommend it to everyone who likes to check stuff off. 
feel super productive, but you also want just a simple, clean, and really easy to use system to keep up with what tasks are you doing every day? What appointments do you have every day in order to really create the results you want? Yeah. What about yours, Rachel? I love it. Yeah. So you use Asana. I use Trello, which is similar. Yes. But also love my paper planner and my Google calendar. I live by those too. So I love that. Yeah. So yeah, my, I think I have two that I want to share super quick that are helpful kind of on, since you share kind of a scheduling piece, I'll share something for the home that really anyone can do. One thing that I love to do is keep always like some sort of like donation box or bin, like somewhere I like to keep mine hidden because I don't like to like see all of the junk, but like I keep mine in like our master (laughs) closet, but sometimes my clients will keep it like by their front door or whatever, like all the time. And every single day find one thing that you donate. Um, It's really simple. It's really sustainable. It doesn't take like literally any time. One thing that you can, I have kind of this idea of like a give one, toss one. And so if you can find something to toss or recycle, beautiful. Otherwise the give one and just have a bin ready because I think one of the like most frustrating things is like putting stuff in a bag and then moving it around your house and then like not actually donating it. And then when you find it, you're like, actually, I want to keep this. And then you're (laughs) out of the bag. So when your kids find it. (laughs) Exactly. So keep the box near your door or somewhere. One thing that. Yeah. And the other one super simple thing that I think just like actually elevates our mindset on a daily basis and helps us have like visually pleasing, like simplicity. It's just to make your bed. This sounds so crazy, yeah. but like truly make your bed and you'll feel so much better and like get a jump start on your day. So yes. yes. All right. Such a fun conversation, Courtney. I'm so glad that we got to do this. And for all of your listeners, my listeners, make sure that you connect with both of us on social media and come hang out and come simplify your lives and businesses. Yes. So great. We'll chat soon, Rachel. Awesome. Okay. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of a simply intentional life. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I would love to connect with you more over on Instagram and in my free community, the simplified life group over on Facebook. Of course, if you want to dive deeper, explore working together and simplify your own life in every way, make sure to book your free consult call. I can't wait to connect more. And as always, every day is an opportunity to say yes to a simply intentional life.